0: Welcome to the Retro Breakdown. It's apparently July Fourth. Oh, Oh. not it is. right now. Yeah. It isn't. It's pretty damn far from it. But right now, if, if you were listening to this on the day of release, it's July Fourth.
1: Well, happy um, happy happy birthday. So we've America is two thousand years old.
0: We've decided to celebrate <laughs> by playing a game that wasn't released in America.
1: Hey, hey, it was on the Sega Channel.
0: That doesn't count. It sure hell
1: does. <laughs> it was released with with I believe was it Japanese released? Text. It,
0: it wasn't released in a in a place that anyone played it. There was a hundred people. To it. At
1: least a hundred people probably saw that the icon was on their Sega Online network, and then they were like, "Why do I have this service?"
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, however many people had a modem. ...connected to their game console in 1995.
1: Dude, props to you.
0: Honestly? Yes.
1: Straight up, you have cool parents, probably, because I doubt you were the adult doing <laughs>
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there's probably some... There were probably a few, like, 20-something hyper-nerds at the time who were like, This is the future! And uh, they weren't wrong. It's That's true. Shit. Shit. I mean, it was that's digital true. games. They, they, were, they cor- were absolutely correct. correct.
1: It just took, you know, 30 years.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was it was ahead of its time, and uh, the thing about things that are ahead of their time is, like, it's always, like, yeah, the idea is there, but, the but like, the infrastructure and technology is not.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it was better in Japan just because they have better infrastructure for internet and all of that stuff, right. and they cared more about doing it, but that's a different podcast for a, a different day. Well,
0: so, in Japan, was Pulseman also a... Sega Channel thing, or was it just released? Oh, no, it was just released there. But I believe yeah. that Sega... Ch- actually, I don't know. I don't
1: even know if Sega Channel was in Japan or if that was somehow an American thing.
0: Because Sega of America had its own, like... Mm-hmm. So, like, Nintendo of America has always just kind of felt like the, you know, the puppet branch of Nintendo of Japan. They're just kind yeah. of, like, their job is kind of just putting stuff out that they're given.
1: It's just like to they don't say feel, yes. it
0: doesn't feel like Nintendo of America is like a separate like independent entity,
1: yeah, I mean, this is relevant to uh to today because Game Freak and everything, but Nintendo of America told Japan that the well first they were of Japan was worried that Pokemon wasn't going to sell particularly well here, but then Nintendo of America was like, yeah, you need to make all of the monsters way more buff because because the cute <laughs> because the cute aesthetic will not work with Americans. And some brilliant person in Japan was like, "Well, I think this is just an obstacle we'll have to overcome because we don't want to redo the art."
0: Yeah, no, basically. understandable.
1: Thank God. Cuz I'm
0: like I can just
1: picture what would have been the American version of Pokemon in
0: 1998. So oh. like yeah. So the the solution to that was Nintendo of America said something and then Nintendo of Japan ignored them.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, like hey, this won't work well here. And Nintendo of America was was clearly wrong, but that's I'm pretty sure the relationship was sort of that. Yeah. Where unless it was dealing with anything religious or sex related, then Nintendo of America had final power, it, yeah, se- yeah. it seems like. Mostly because Japan was like, Yeah, we don't want to deal with your legal system. So do what you want.
0: Right. Well, they just kind of trusted like, hey, here's the directives. Nothing nothing that touches on any of these things, so edit out the games however you need to. But right, the point yeah. that I'm getting the reason I'm talking about Nintendo is because I've the impression that I get is that Nintendo uh, or Sega of America was more of an independently functioning branch. Yeah, That I think kind so. of did its own thing.
1: Yeah, that and that seems in line with how Sega functioned.
0: So, like, the idea that Sega Channel could just be a, a North America-only thing seems plausible. Yeah, I really don't
1: know. I I know that the I brought up the network in Japan just because the network in Japan was better for, you know, cell phones and internet and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. I I feel like Sega Channel might have been an NA-only thing, though, now that I'm saying that out loud. Because I felt like it was through some major United States brand, like mm-hmm. a company like... You know, whatever Comcast wouldn't have been the thing. So, like, uh, what would, I don't, um, what would it have been? Uh, I don't know. Just so whatever, whatever was a was a was a major telecommunications company or had some sort of hand in cable television at the time. So, it I, might have been a a Sega thing because it wasn't. I believe the service came through a coaxial cable.
0: It did. Like, yes, I'm, I'm actually looking it up right now. And can confirm, launched December 1994, discontinued July 1998, which is actually surprisingly... It lasted for four years, Four almost? years. Three and a half, really. Holy crap. But only in North America. Okay, yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. So that is a... That is... <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, it's only a North America thing. Um, I'm just gonna screenshot this and send it to you. All right, and then you can you can read it off if you if you see fit. I'm on the Wikipedia page. I think it's cool that some of the um... <laughs> <laughs> good old Sega Pat, good old Sega Pat, <laughs> Sega Channel mascot, Sega Pat, which I'm is just. That- like, a, a weird, like, angular 90s stick figure holding a TV and a controller. Uh, no, mind you, mind you, he's not holding it like a
1: normal human being. He, no, his hand, they kind of
0: look like they're just his hands.
1: Yes, his hands are a, a, a tube uh, screen TV yep. and a Genesis controller. Sadly, mm-hmm. it's the three-button controller, it appears.
0: Yes, it does. Although,
1: wait, the orientation of that doesn't make sense. It sure doesn't. That's an upside down like I mean it's the, the buttons are flip on the wrong it, walls if for you were like to a flip left it
0: right side up so that it looked like the sort of like semicircle, almost like boomerang style um Sega controller, then the buttons would actually be on your left hand, which makes my head hurt just thinking about it. Does
1: does this scream can you think of something more Sega than that? To, to literally reverse the button and D-pad layout of their controller on their mascot. I can't. I, that seems so Sega.
0: That seems very Sega.
1: <laughs> Dude, wow. Also, I think it's kind of cool that the three of the games at, well, that I know of that were on the Sega channel, I remember when we were doing Alien Soldier, I looked into mm-hmm. a lot of this, and yeah. it was Alien Soldier, Pulse Man, and um, uh, M- Mega Man. The Wily Wars. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't believe those games were released in America outside of the Sega Channel, which is why a lot of people were surprised that, you know, the Wily Wars exist when you've, like, Mega Man 1, 2, and 3 on yeah. the Genesis. And I think it's pretty cool that all three of those games are on the Nintendo Switch Online service.
0: Yeah, it feels like they... It feels like they went after them specifically. Yeah, because, like, like, the... The Switch Online service for every uh for every console that it covers. It seems like they have some they have your the basics covered. Yeah. You know, the games that like everybody knows about that are first party. Your, you know, your Marios and your Zeldas and whatnot. Um. And then like as they introduce more games, it seems like they are going for the like obscure but good yeah i mean at least at least decent Mm -hmm.
1: and it Um, seems like they're willing to pay for some of the licensing to an extent because harvest moon being released on there is pretty cool
0: yes yeah well and like it's they're mostly first party games but then you know obviously mega man is capcom yeah um I guess they didn't have to worry too much about licensing from Game Freak.
1: <laughs> well, except that that one was so Pulseman was published by Sega. Right, yeah. So it still had it's that's how come we've probably never seen any real Pulseman stuff. It like in, even as even as callbacks cuz you can look at like a list of Pulseman references in Pokemon, right? Right, and right, there's, right. And there's 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 some things that are there. Mm-hmm. But it's not um it's not let's say like a costume, which you would feel the the, the most the most one to one thing is the Saint Anne. Mm-hmm. The SS Anne. Because the the computer that Pulse Man is built on is called the Saint Anne. Right. And so that SS Anne is kind of like a callback to that, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. most of the things are sort of like, oh, this fish looks very much like this fish in this enemy, or right. this one Pokemon kind of looks like Pulse Man. Um, or this is just the gym theme. Oh, yeah, the 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 music for sure. There's there's threads of a couple different music notes throughout mm-hmm. it, and so but aside from that it's not you would think that you know this could be something that oh hey there's a there's a pulse man trophy in Super Smash Brothers right 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 but right. there isn't because Sega probably still owns some of the stuff and Nintendo's like yeah whatever we don't care
0: it's like they they already have gone that far though like Sonic. Is in Smash Brothers, so it's not like they haven't already worked with Sega to get some references out.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe now it's now it's becoming a thing because they release it on the Sega channel. Like, who knows? Maybe the next Smash Brothers, if however that ends up playing out, or the once something like that, there'll be some kind of Pulseman thing. Who knows? Uh, it's kind of cool that I'm just glad that it's out there because it's neat. That are we doing this
0: podcast in reverse? <laughs> <laughs> we kind of are. <laughs> But the thing is like we started off and I was like, man, I'm playing Advance Wars and you're like, well, maybe I'll play Advance Wars. So maybe let's not talk about it cuz maybe we'll do a podcast on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, that's my week. <laughs> my week's over? <laughs> I mean, the only other thing is like aside from playing more Disco Elysium and um okay, honest honestly, how
1: do you like the game? Advance Wars or Disco, no, Elysium? No, Disco Elysium? Oh, I I'm really enjoying it. Awesome. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to like pull something out. Like, Oh, I hated that shit. Why are you playing it? I, I genuinely am just wondering well, how do you like it?
0: How do you feel about it? Cause I have not played it. And uh, it seems, so seems like I a have good a game. soft spot for genuinely unique game narratives. Okay. Yeah. And specifically when you have a, when you have a narrative structure and I point to like spec ops, the line or uh, near As like, oh, this is a story that is this is a story that is a video game story like it is taking advantage of the interactive nature of video games and telling a story that does not work as well outside of that context. Because it needs your input and it needs your investment and it needs you being connected to the decisions that you're making and the actions that you're taking in order to have the the impact that it's having. Sure. Yeah. Um, It needs you to really, really immerse yourself into the role of the character that you're playing. And you have to feel that. And if you're not doing that, then it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Or at least it doesn't have the same impact. And Disco Elysium is definitely, definitely, definitely in that vein. It's just a much darker version of it than I'm used to, because you essentially start that game taking the role of someone who is, who has basically just been an irredeemable piece of trash, who has gone on this, like, huge depression bender, and everyone hates you for things that you don't remember doing, (laughs) and... Like even your own internal monologue, your own the only the the bits of your psyche are also talking past you and talking about how terrible you are, because you know the character you're playing is deeply depressed, sure, and has like serious like mental health issues, you know, substance abuse, what what have you?
1: Yeah, it's I, I kind of
0: ticked every box of oh god, is yeah. what I remember mm-hmm. reading about it. Um and so you go through and like boy if you try to go through and play the paragon route and say all the nice things and be and be nice to people like first of all half the people will you've already done something to so you showing up the next day and being like hey sorry about all that do you think you could help me out with this investigation they're going to be like, are you freaking serious, dude? Like, like, do you not remember anything that it's like? No, I actually don't. No, really. I, I literally don't. I don't. I, <sighs> I've, I've drunk myself into a stupor and can now not remember basic things about the world, which, you know, the whole like waking up. It's the amnesia trope, right? Yeah, I was going to say that, but then I was like, yeah, it's fine. It seems different enough. It's it's totally the amnesia trope. It's just that it's the amnesia trope. The like the moment after you made a mess of everything and everyone remembers except you. I think it's a I was going to say I think it's a really unique take on that cuz very
1: rarely do we have a character that's like usually the 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 drunk or the uh person that could be labeled as depressed in video games ends up doing so stoically. Yes. Or like they're like, "Oh well, they always come through they they do everything right or they're actually great and like they, they there's you don't feel for them the way you would a normal human and they don't have sort of the typical kind of uh reactions that would play out because of th- things that they've done right 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 so right. it's
0: it's it half sounds, the time it's played for laughs or like oh
1: yeah that guy's just a man yeah he he drinks gin and whiskey a lot so it's fine right 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 cuz he's a guy yeah so it's, it's cool to have a story that's kind of like, well, here's what life could be like for someone in this state, right? Like, yeah. in, in, like an extreme version of it where it's co- sort of putting all of it together.
0: Well, and the, am, the amnesia hero is usually oh, like, Jesus. yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the amnesia hero is usually in the, in the state of like, okay, they woke up in a village and they don't remember who they are and neither does anyone else. <laughs> yeah. And like, you'll go on an adventure
1: to find out, you know, usually I find those characters. It's just kind of like, oh, that's that's fun. They're doing a because it feels like it's a JRPG thing most of yeah, the time. For sure. So it's like, oh, that's fun. It's they're doing that. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 would have benefited from that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I won't talk about it too much because it's still very new. Mm-hmm. But the the Well, I don't even want to say that much, but I oh, mean, I don't know how to how do I approach this?
0: yeah i know it's it's tough um well i, I was cool. like while you're while you're considering it i'll just yeah. finish my thought on disco elysium like you nor know, the normal hero trope is that you wake up somewhere and you don't know who you are and no one else does either sure and disco elysium is you wake up in a trashed hotel room <laughs> realize that you did it um and then you just kind of had Do you ever see the hangover yeah So, it's kind of this feeling of, like, just piecing together all of the, like, all of the unhinged trouble that you got up to. Only, it's not funny. It's just, like, everyone looking at you with disdain and, like, judging you for things that you, as a player, like, feel responsible for, but didn't really have any control over. That's Which, in a way... ...is an interesting way to convey, like, mental health and substance abuse problems. Yeah. It's like, these are things that you feel like you are, you know, that you have to sort of deal with the consequences of, even though you weren't really in control of yourself when it happened. Well, and and this, d- as the player, you're literally not in control of it. You take control of the character afterwards, but you yeah. still are in the driver's seat having to deal with the, with the aftermath.
1: Well, and that and that brings up great conversation too, because it's it is something you still have to deal with, even if it's not your fault in some ways, right? Yeah. Like in terms of of problems that come up,
0: yeah, and it you know it. for for people who do struggle with addiction, like sometimes sorry isn't good enough,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. It that's that's a it's it's you, fun to oh, well, fun is is it's a fun way, it's a fun experience to have because it's unique. It's not fun the source material, obviously, but it's it's spectacular that games can do that
0: yeah it is a it is a thought provoking experience yeah for sure um and i'm getting to the point now where like you start to reach the end of some of the investigations that you're coming up on and you get some you get some pretty nice payoffs like if you actually if you actually like put your mind to it you can solve some of these things and get like genuine thanks from people And, but it, there's an overall feeling of like, there are people who just are like, I don't care. Just, just leave me alone away from me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just stay away from me. Just leave me alone. I don't, I don't want you to say sorry. I don't want you to fix it. I just don't want to deal with you anymore. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. And, you know there are dialogue options where you can try to force the issue and just be like, no, no, I have to make it right. And it makes it way, way worse. Um, There's also, you know, it also does a very good job of doing the sort of like locked dialogue thing. Because obviously like the main gameplay, it's not pure visual novel. You have stats and there are different checks that you have to roll when you want to say something to achieve like a good outcome. Yeah. But it's like whether or not you can actually get that outcome is based on, you know, your your core character stats and their modifiers. And you literally roll a pair of dice to see if you uh, to see if you roll high enough to to hit that check, just like you're playing a and d game or something. Um, just like real life, just like real life. <laughs> and like the thing is, sometimes you fail those. And that's like that's okay. That's part of the game. Like you you are you are supposed to fail some of those checks for sure. Don't um, save scum. You can, but like it's a better experience overall if you don't.
1: That's what I mean. Like it's 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 the game is designed around you failing stuff sometimes.
0: Right, right, right. I mean, there are there are some where it's like this is an unavoidable check that you have to do right now and you got a 3% chance of passing it. Yeah. Like if you roll double sixes, you got it. Because that's like a critical that's a that's a critical hit. So you can you can pass all of them if you want. Alright. Um But chances are you won't. And if you don't, there's a possibility... you're gonna still try to do it, but it's not gonna work out real well. So there is there is one in particular where you see a, uh, like, one of the first characters you talk to is uh, is a gardener out in front of the uh, the hostel you're staying in. And she's black. So you can see where this is going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and there is, you have this whole internal monologue about, because your character is, has drunken himself into such a stupor that it's not just amnesia. It's like he does not remember basic things about the world. So you have to like ask what like hey what is a what is an airplane? Oh. Like you know what what does that mean? What do you, what what is anything? Like child intelligence. Yeah.
1: That makes for some so, that makes for some I imagine kind of goofy storytelling moments but it's to pull the player into the the
0: world yes absolutely yeah it's a it's a great way to because exp- there are some things that like everyone should know this in this world but they're unique to this world so you the player don't know them
1: yeah so that's how they're that's how they're getting around right. that
0: but then there's also instances where you talk to this this uh woman and the internal dialogue is like there's something different about her but you can't really you can't really uh you can't really place it other than the one obvious visual thing. So you're going to have to just go with that. And then your only dialogue option is to walk up to this girl and be like, you're black. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then and then there's a whole dialogue tree that spins off of that. And the way, so it's not like your character is this sort of trash person who you take over and make a better person. The game is sort of forcing you to like get locked into some of these things where you almost unintentionally make things worse just because your stats are such that you can't avoid it by you can't um, you can't avoid it. You have to just sort of, you know, miss those checks and see what happens your uh, your partner Kim Kitsuragi who is uh, growing into maybe the singular best written video game character period wow like like and I don't say that lightly but like in terms of just minute to minute dialogue and the way he The way he reacts to you, the way he reacts to different circumstances, like he is an incredible character. He's also Asian. And there was a there was a bit the other day where I was trying to uh, without saying too much about it. There's a bit where you uh, help some kids put together a dance club. It's a side quest. It's a thing. (laughs) There's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot that goes into it. But then there's a whole bit where you can like once you get the music going, it's like okay, so now you have to pass this check to see if you can dance, right? Mm-hmm. And when you do, it starts this whole dance party, and you start like pointing out other people in the room, and you're like, "Hey, you dance, you dance, get in here, everybody! <laughs> dance party!" Right? <laughs> so you point to your you point to your partner who is like legendary levels. Of just, like, straight-laced, stoic, doesn't get too excited, even kind of deadpans a lot of your insane shenanigans. Right. And you're pointing at him, and you're like, hey, get in here, dance. And it's like, he is the least likely to just, like, start cutting a rug. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Cutting a rug, Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) You heard me. (laughs) I definitely heard you. So apparently, I hit the, like, luckily, I hit the check. Apparently, if you don't, you throw a racial slur at him, and then he leaves for the day. Why
1: Why do you th- why do you say racist things, that, like, on purpose? Are you trying to be funny? No, you fail the check. Well, I know, but why is the failure you being a dick? Because
0: that's what failure is usually like.
1: That seems a little extreme, but okay.
0: <laughs> it's that instance in particular is um is extreme but a lot of times it's like a lot of times a failure it results in you getting like you like losing your temper you're you losing your temper or you just like lose control of your emotional state you start getting you know you start going into this whole, whole self-loathing spiral um And just go into this big emotional breakdown, Mm -hmm. during which time you are taking literal morale damage. (laughs) So, like, there was one there was one bit where there is this there's this girl who's hanging out on, you know, sort of an icy coast. It's, you know, it's cold here. Sure. And for some reason, you decide to fixate on the fact that she's not wearing a hat. It's like, aren't you? Isn't it cold? It's 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 cold out here. You should be wearing a hat. Yeah, you, know, you pull the you pull the whole like young lady thing because your character's like fifty. Lady. It's like you should Yeah, you, know, you should take care of yourself, young lady. You should be wearing a hat. Yeah. And she's like, I don't have a hat. And he's like, I'll give you a hat. She's like, I, I don't need a hat. And he's like, you should really wear a hat. Oh, and God. then there's like this long, awkward pause, and she's like, I don't know, man, fuck the hat. <laughs> and you can just respond violently to this. <laughs> Where it's like, did you just use profanity with a police officer? Is that what you think of me? So you, I should just, I should just have sexual intercourse with the hat here on the sea ice, huh? <laughs> just give you a big ice cop hat fuck show. Is that what you think? Like clearly there, and then she's kind of like, she kind of like curls up and is like. Damn, dude, this this isn't really about the hat, is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, that- there's, there's deeper issues at play here. Right, right. Yeah, you seem like a unstable
1: person. You're
0: extremely Could- unstable. That is the best word for it. Like, and honestly, part of the joy of the game is just being kind of uncomfortable. And once you're in that state where you're comfortable with being uncomfortable... You just kind of pursue some of these insane threads to see where the writing takes you mm-hmm. just like what what is like what happens if I get unreasonably upset about this girl not putting a hat on like wh- where does that lead us? <laughs> it's usually really funny. But it's the kind of funny where you're kind of like covering your face and going, oh, my God, why is he like this? Yeah,
1: it's, it's interesting because a part of me is sort of hearing about it without knowing the game, like without knowing the game that well. A part of me is like, is it, is it too, is it too extreme? Like, is it too edgy? Is it, is, it, is it the reaction for the sake of having the reaction, right? Like, oh, look, we can, we can, it will be fun because it's a game. But does mm-hmm. it really? Is it like narratively logical? Like, is a person with is a person with mental disabilities or mental problems or depression or whatever it is the uh, is 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 someone like that going to react this way? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, is yeah, it, yeah. Does it does it take it too? Does it take the guise of, um, not not uh, like like?
0: It is have, exaggerated.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess, I'm I'm wondering if being an outsider, because I don't know the game, right. if, if it's... It probably feels different while you're playing it. Like, if, I mean, you
0: probably lean into... Like, you, yeah, the way you, you definitely lean, lean in. And you can, to an extent, you can sort of lean away from, from the weird options. But uh-huh. then there are, like... Then there's a secondary mechanic in there where the game will sort of react to your choices. Sure. And start to sort of apply labels to your play style. And... Oh that's interesting. Um these are like thoughts that you can internalize where it's like oh so you're this type of person. Mhm. Based on like based on some of the choices that you're that you're making. So there's a there's something called the thought cabinet where like based on the you know the clothes you're wearing, the choices you make, the people you talk to, how much you're running versus walking, you like little little sort of background checks like this yeah um you'll start to like all of a sudden one of the one of the stats that essentially act as the characters in the game the literal voices in your head <laughs> um well one of them will pop up and be like hey so we notice you've been saying some things like this or you've been uh you've been picking a lot of choices like these and uh we we're just wondering if uh if that means that you're like this type of person. Do you think that do you think that describes you? Now, they're almost all like weirdly negative. Right. Pate- yeah, uh, particularly the the game really really requests that you pick a political side. But all of the political sides are bad and extreme. Mm, okay. So it's like I, there is a there is a literal voiced over line in the game during a conversation when you get I think you get locked into a, a, a sort of dialogue choice based on failing a check or something like that. And it's like you're talking to this guy. I think about his sandwich <laughs> It's like, hey, give me a bite of your sandwich. Right. Okay. This leads into a political discussion about how like the sandwich represents the, the bourgeoisie Mm -hmm. and then like the literal line of dialogue is like, you have to say one extremely communist thing (laughs) about like workers rights and the, and the proletariat and, you know, over seizing the means of production or one extremely fascist thing about colonization and then the third option is What if I don't want to say One of these communist or fascist things Yeah And your you're, I think bol- volition or something whatever, whatever Whichever one of your stats responds to you Literally eliminates that option And says say one of these Communist or fascist things Or fuck off
1: <laughs> Can you fuck off? You cannot <laughs> Okay so it's
0: you can't even do it Why does they give it an option? Yeah <laughs> It should say, and instead of, or, Yeah, <laughs> but the reason that I tell this story is like disco Elysium is set up where like, you kind of don't have a choice early on, partially because your stats are low, partially because the early checks are just kind of stacked against you.
1: Yeah. I mean, to they want get to set you, the stage.
0: Yeah. To get you in the sense of like, yeah, there's going to be some wacky shit and that you're going to have to just deal with that. <laughs> and, you know, as you kind of see where those threads lie, it kind of gives you the feeling of like, oh, I want to see more of this. Mm-hmm. I want it like every time you're presented with a new scenario, it's like, OK, what happens if <laughs> what happens if this what happens if that? Yeah. So definitely like I would not say that this is necessarily a realistic depiction of a uh, of a person who struggles with mental illness or or um, or addiction. Mm-hmm. I would say that it is an exaggerated but but not like but not so far as it's like a parody. It feels like it is a it is a, an exaggerated way to put you in that uh, to put you in that mindset
1: mm-hmm.
0: but then also just kind of, like you still kind of feel it and you understand it your uh, your bodily functions your 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 stats your your psyche is all too willing to remind you of the severe amount of damage you have done to your body over time <laughs> through drinking through drug use it's, through yeah. neglect you know so like it's never ever portrayed as a good thing it's just kind of something that you have to work with. And in some cases, you know, you can find alcohol and drugs in the game and take them. And right. they All do right. they do damage to you, but they also give you temporary stat increases.
1: I mean, like any good drug should, I
0: suppose. Basically. We,
1: it's, it's not quite like Fallout where there's really no repercussions.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> take as much jet as you want. Yeah, just fucking get amped, bro. But yeah, it's, it's, I would say that it is, um, God, I don't know if fun is the right word. I I specifically said I'm enjoying it a lot. Yes, you did. I I said,
1: I I was saying fun, I think. As
0: a, as a, you know, as a game that is probably one of the best written I've ever seen, um, as a piece of fiction that is overall one of the best written I've ever seen.
1: I mean that's there's, really there's depth price.
0: and nuance to like every single person you come across. Um none more so than yourself and your partner. Um, and there's I can't think of anything else that is quite like it. And that's one of the highest compliments I can give to anything.
1: Yeah, I mean that's huge, especially when it comes to storytelling. Right? Because yeah. one of the biggest um complaints that i i typically have about a game is yeah i mean it's fine like the story's okay but i've seen it or heard it or done it before right yeah 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 Uh, you know what that's that's all i'll say about 16.
0: Mm -hmm. is that the the
1: the, the, and i won't go into details about why that is because i that would i could talk way too long about it even though i'm not done yet sure Uh, but but that that is that is the the well the fact that
0: you say i'm not done yet implies that you've actually gone quite a ways
1: yeah, I mean I'm I'm based on what's happening and what I've unlocked in the game. Mm-hmm. There there's I have to be over 65% of the way through the story I would say. Oh wow, say.
0: okay. Yeah.
1: So it's it's I'm, we're pretty far into it. Um
0: Didn't that game come out like 3 days ago? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I
1: think it came out on f- friday or thursday i don't know we couldn't play a bunch because well that sounds funny because i am so far <laughs> but, but let's head to work on on friday and um there's some things that have come up over the weekend so i would we would we would probably be further along <laughs> but, yeah but you know yeah, um yeah. The, the 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 combat's good i'll say that the combat's it looks fun good. to play I, I i enjoy i enjoy controlling the, the fighting <gasps> stuff whoa but the, the He just
0: is like that sometimes.
1: He's just excited about Torgle, that's all. That's right. Like the the dog in, in Final Fantasy 16 is awesome. The uh you can pet the dog. That's that was a that was exciting. That's, I
0: feel like that is like such a Like that's a must at this point. Yeah. It's expected. Yeah. You can't not. It was sort of funny because we were
1: <laughs> every time we would do something for the first couple of hours with the dog, we'd pet it. And then after you do it a certain number of times, we got a trophy for it, and I was like, okay. Because <laughs> the trophy was something like, you can pet the dog. It's like, yeah, yeah. You got me. You got me with your trophy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Made me smile.
0: Speaking of trophies. Yeah. Um, I a couple of weeks ago, or last week, or whenever it was, I talked to you about Tape to Tape. The hockey oh, roguelike yeah, game. Yes, yeah, 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 um, yeah. That's the first game in a while that I have, in fact... Uh, got 100%ed in in, uh, achievements. Now, it's still in early access, so it's very likely that they will add more achievements and then that will not become 100%. -hmm. But the last one that I finished just uh, yesterday or the day before was to uh, go through and win a run with every character, which took a while, and apparently 0.6% of people have done that. (laughs) Damn. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So I was just I've just been going through and and playing runs mostly on easy just to like cuz I played through a couple on expert and like it's it's doable, but it is very punishing and sometimes if you just don't get the build that you want, there's not a whole lot you can do cuz everyone's just faster and stronger than you, you and your goalie doesn't block anything or skate over you I suppose. Yeah. Um but you uh I I, for strictly for the sake of just like feeling good about myself, Mm -hmm. I did an expert run for my last one with the last character (laughs) and lost probably like 10, 15 times because it's just it's really hard. Um, But I did it and I felt really good about it. And now I probably won't ever play it again. I was going to say, now you're done. It doesn't yeah. matter if they release more trophies or achievements, it's it's over. <laughs> like, if, if there's, like, significantly more stuff to do in, uh, in like, a full release, I might pick it up, like, in a, a year, year from now. Yeah. But I have played it for 40 hours. So, and I've gotten all the achievements, and I've basically seen everything there is to see multiple times. Yeah, so I definitely feel really good about worth. leaving it here. It was, it's, it's been worth it. Yes, forty
1: hours is a lot
0: of game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. I'm trying to think. The,
1: I I think the only, what was what was the why can't I think of the name of the rogue oh uh, the 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 across the Obelisk game is is oh, the, yeah. is the rogue well the deck building rogue light game or rogue mm-hmm. that no rogue light, um, and that was one of those games that i didn't think i was gonna like but my friend really wanted me to play and i just ended up loving it and played it for like 80 hours like oh god <laughs> yeah how did this happen because you know it's one of those ones where so typically in a rogue uh a roguelite you know you could do a run in maybe a half hour to 45 minutes to two maybe an hour and a half depending on depending the on the game and also how thorough you are right right uh th- so a run through of this game is like you know three hours Mm-hmm. <laughs> three and a half hours, maybe six, if you don't know what you're doing in the early parts of the game. Yeah, yeah So, yeah. you know, you'd finish a run or you'd lose at, like, you know, the second world or something, and then you'd be like, hmm, I, I want to try this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then three hours go by and you're like, yeah, well, I did what I wanted to do. It just happened and it's now four in the morning. I don't yep. know how we got here. Actually, yep. I actually know exactly how we got here, but that's not the point.
0: <laughs> I Man, love that feeling. I, I feel like... I absolutely feel like oh, it's four in the morning now. Real, I've actually done that quite a bit this week. Um, like tape to tape was one of them, but also, um, Advance Wars has been keeping me up. That's so cool. I I love that. I love that it's just hit all the right buttons for you. I am at uh, I'm at mission twenty five in Advance Wars two, mm-hmm. which it definitely feels like it so. Advance Wars 1 only has 25 missions. Um, Advance Wars 2 clearly has more because I'm, like, obviously not in the sort of final area, the final, like, battle lead-up or anything. Yeah. But it does feel like we're kind of dealing with, like, the last faction now. Mm -hmm. So it feels like we're probably going to go through a few missions here and then have maybe a a final battle or two. And I'm guessing probably, like, 30 to 35 missions is probably where we're going to end up. So I'm definitely in, like, I think the last third of the game. That's pretty, f- I mean, the last third, there's still quite a bit left. There.
1: Yeah, I guess 35, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are the, uh, well, ah, I want to ask you questions, but I don't want to just in case we do end up playing it.
0: I can ask, um, I can answer, like, basic questions. I was
1: going to say, which which do you, do you like the second one better than the first?
0: They're almost the same. That, that's what I was wondering, is if it felt almost identical or they're not. They're very, 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 very similar. Um, especially in Reboot, where, like, the graphics are the same, because they're running in the same engine. mm mm-hmm. um, There are some subtle differences in, like... Advance Wars 2 feels like a new campaign with, like, a slight balance change. Like, there are some... There is one character's power in one that get, he gets all of his, like... All of his machine units, so, like, ships, planes, um, basically everything other than just, like, regular foot soldier ground troops, Mm -hmm. like tanks and and helicopters and everything, Uh, you can use them and then activate his special skill, and they all get a second turn. Ooh. They all get, like, a second move and, and action phase. Yeah. Which is really busted. Yeah, that seems pretty good. So what they did in two is like a balance change is they give everyone two layers of ability. You have like your basic ability and then there's like a sort of level two if you let it charge for longer. And what they did is they made his ability, his first level ability is now your planes are stronger because he's kind of the specialist for like aerial units. Mm hmm. And okay. then yeah, the level two, which ch- which takes a lot longer to charge, is, okay, your, your uh, machine units get a second turn. So it's still the same thing. They didn't take it away, but it's really, really powerful, and it takes a long time to charge as a, as a result. In any tactical game where you can get an extra turn for
1: effectively free mm-hmm. is always extremely broken in my experience. Yeah. Especially unless 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 like you're saying unless it takes a lot of time to build up. And even then, you can still use that to your advantage most of the time to do something stupid.
0: Right. What I really, really, really like about two in the terms of the way the campaign is built is that uh, in one, you basically control the Orange Star Army and you have like three characters that you can use. Mm -hmm. And the character like everyone gets access to the same units. It's not like uh it's not like playing like an Age of Empires or something where or, or like StarCraft where the the uh, faction that you pick determines like you've got different buildings and different units and different this that and the other. Like everyone's got foot soldiers, tanks, helicopters, ships. Yeah, like okay. it's it's the same for everyone, but they'll get bonuses and Different people will get bonuses and uh, penalties because it's like, okay, strength here, weakness there. So the guy who's really good with his um, Air Force is really strong, but his naval units are weak, for instance. Mm -hmm. Or, um, you know, this girl, her foot soldiers are really good and she can capture cities uh, 50 percent faster, but her uh, mechanical ground units are, are weaker. So, like, foot soldiers are stronger, but tanks are weaker. Okay. Um, So, stuff like that. There's, like, pros and cons. Um, In the first game, you only play as the three Orange Star Army people for, like, the entire game. And you go through and you fight all of these other factions who have different specialties. But they're all always just adversaries. And then by the end of it, it's like, oh, there was a, you know... There was a bigger threat, and we're all friends now. Spoilers, I guess, but the story's (gasps) not really important. Spoilers. Um, In the second game, they actually take you through and let you play as everyone. So every individual commanding officer kind of gets a moment in the sun, so you can kind of experiment with them and use them and see what their their, um, specialties are like. Oh, I love that. And typically... They put you in a position to, like, they actually design specific campaign missions for them to take advantage of their specialties. So, for instance, like, no,
1: that makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, for instance, like, there's, there's this one girl whose whole thing is like intel and information. That's her. That's her like theming. Mm -hmm. So, what happens is in. In uh, maps with Fog of War, all of her units have one more uh, vision. Oh. In Fog of War. Yeah. And her special ability increases that vision even further and also allows you to see uh, units that are hidden in um, hidden areas like uh, trees. So like in in Fog of War, if you not all maps have Fog of War, some of them are just open. But on maps that do have Fog of War, if you hide a unit in a uh, in a tree area, it becomes hidden and then units can't see it unless they're right next to it. So you have to literally park something right next to that spot for it to become visible. Yeah. And her ability is that units can see like even further and all of those hidden area spots become also visible without being next to them. That's pretty cool. So naturally they give her a vision that is primarily about like scouting and spotting hidden, hidden things on a a fog of war map. Yeah. So like they, they give her missions in which like using that ability to the fullest is what you have to do to pass that mission it's so it pretty a- fun. So it's kind of, yeah,
1: it's playing to the strengths of the character. Right, And right, it teaches right. you how to use that. Like, it gives you, like, here's the
0: breakdown of how to play these these captains or leaders or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm really liking about, too, is it's giving me a better primer to, like... Whereas in the first game, they're, you kind of see what they're doing as adversaries. hmm So you still get a sense of them, but you don't get to actually get hands-on and use that yourself. It's funny, because
1: I know in the... The first advanced wars that the AI would kind of cheat, like they would know what you're doing, yeah. like they would know that the you're in fog of war, but they'd still have perfect vision, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know that they tweaked that in the the remaster of one, but I think. Two already had some of those changes implemented mm. because that makes sense based on what you're saying. How you know just being able to see in the dark and all. Or yeah. I mean, being able to have extra power by seeing more in fog of war would be really terrible if the AI could see, anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I can I can sort of confirm that because the um any of your ranged units, like your artillery and stuff, um they have really really short uh vision cones themselves they can only see like one space okay so what you need is some kind of recon use, unit to go out and play spotter for them to find a target right, right. you need to expand right. the map far enough to where you can actually reveal units that you can that you can attack with them because can they see can't them. see them themselves mm-hmm. um so i've noticed you know i'll see an enemy you know rocket artillery come on the map and i'm like oh damn because they do a lot of damage, and I'm like, I can't do anything about that. But then they don't attack me, and I'm like, why didn't they? Oh, Cause oh, they can't vision. see me yet.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah, that's great. No, that's that's games that don't do that. I I think is are the worst. Yeah, it's really frustrating because it's just not fun when mm-hmm. the AI can cheat. Yep, that's that's not cool. Hey, you know what's funny is that the you're playing. Advance Wars, so I mean I know we've talked about it for like ten minutes here, but I don't want to talk about it too much more because I kind That's of fine. do want to play it. Mm-hmm. And one of the the other game that I played this week that I can that I could have theoretically talked about because it didn't release four days ago is Metroid Prime because I finished that up, oh nice the remaster of it. But you might play
0: that, so it's it's sort of goofy like we have. <laughs> well, sure, but I played Metroid Prime before, so well yeah, it was but like twenty years ago, but still.
1: But sharing sharing thoughts on it is sort of the joy of doing that kind like a podcast about the game. That's right? true. That's true. Uh it's and it's not it doesn't have as much like like so you talking about this character and their ability to see in fog of war doesn't really take away from the experience of playing the game. Right. right. That's sort of and it's and it's and it's the second one, so who knows if that will even like I don't know if we'll play both. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of advanced warring. Um but it's just the funny thing
0: is you'd think I'd get you think I'd be tired of like tactics, but I'm like, man, I can't wait to finish Advance Wars 2 so I could play Fire Emblem Engage. I was gonna ask if, 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 because you had mentioned that, so you have already purchased it, it's ready, yeah. Jesse found it on sale, nice. All right, which is funny because I was gonna buy it with the voucher, right? Right, and then like in the voucher would have made it 50 bucks, but then Jesse found it on sale for like 30. Holy shit, what? Yeah, I don't know, it was some crazy sale. She got that and the and the new Musou game, uh, Three Hopes. Yeah. For like I I forget how much she said like $45 combined. What? That's a good deal. I have no idea. I I don't remember where she said she got it. I guess it fell off the back of a truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They were free. <laughs> I don't know. She just like she just came up in one day and was like, "Hey, I know you were thinking about buying these, so I just got them because they were super cheap." And I was That's like, rad. "Oh, okay." Yeah. That's rad. I mean, I I went from like, I went from like, which game should I buy and play between Advance Wars to Fire Emblem Engage to like, I'm just going to play them both in succession now. Yeah, screw it. The the nice thing about Advance Wars versus Fire Emblem is like, boy, like literally setting out a unit as a decoy for nothing, but for no, no reason other than just to get it killed is a completely viable and game and game like. Uh, It's designed around that idea. Endorsed strategy. Whereas, like, if you're playing Fire Emblem, don't let anyone die ever. Yeah. Yeah, You'll never see them again. They're all named characters, and you won't be able to pair them up and get them married with anyone.
1: (laughs) So, like, in in Advance Wars... Can you get
0: engaged? I assume so. (laughs) You've been able to do that since awakening, so I, I, I assume why yeah, not. I assume they're gonna keep the shipping mechanic in, in place. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, in advance wars your units are like tank, infantry, battlecopter.
1: No no, yeah, it's supposed to be more like an RTS mm-hmm. where, where it's the, the units are not important in and of themselves.
0: Woot,
1: woot. That's where I bought Woot. Them. Oh, Woot. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. They have they have they have daily so- deals and stuff.
0: Oh tom knows I, about it i i don't which is i used funny. to buy a sh-
1: i used to look at their daily shirts that's where i got like a like a long, know, like 10 years ago or something i I would they had have they been around for that long yeah but
0: i think they were bought by amazon um, oh that makes sense a while back so now they're, I, you could literally say anything is bought by amazon and i'd be like oh yeah checks out oh the only reason i'm bringing
1: that up as a as a reference is because it must have it was around for long enough and made a big enough impact that amazon was like yeah we'll buy you yeah um, because they used to just, my understanding is that they started as like a daily t-shirt thing and that's when mm-hmm. I was, had fun looking at it and then the, like, it was around for that day and you got it if you liked it. And then, so I bought like some, it's like a cookie monster passed out at a table with milk and cookies all around him. Like, mm-hmm. like he, you know, he had too much to eat and drink and it made me, made me smile. It was kind of funny thinking about Disco Elysium. <laughs> 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 um... Uh, so that was that was the uh, that's the only reason why I know about Woot because I got a or there was one that was like a bunch of really cute you know chibi anime vegetables with mm-hmm. a chunk bitten out of the apple and it says eat more meat like dumb stuff like that oh yeah yeah um, that's fun and I don't know I don't know if the shirt aspect is still around of because I haven't looked in a long time it looks let's see com. Yeah, it looks like it looks like the shirt stuff is still there, and they still do like um, you can vote, right? So if you buy it and
0: oh, okay, all this yeah. Stuff.
1: Well, I don't remember the shirts being fifteen or thirty dollars. I think I bought it, and they were like seven.
0: Well, that's you know, <laughs> that's a sign of the times. <laughs> true, true. I, I've come I've come to a point in my life where I look at a twenty five dollar t shirt and I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, it's true, especially if it's well made or it's got a design that you just love?
0: Yeah. Sometimes they're not well made. But it's True, just but like, it's got you know what? Whatever. This is just what t-shirts cost now.
1: Yeah, well, what does the, I mean if it's if it's it has to be one or the other.
0: Yes. <laughs> well made or be something that you want. Yes, and exactly. And then, it, then it's worth it. <laughs> On the other hand, you can also, you know, walk into your nearest like sort of like fashiony clothing store and see a t-shirt that has a design that you think looks stupid and you don't even know what it's doing there and that one's $45 and then I'm like oh okay yeah 25 for something that says something that I like is not bad yeah true true I feel like this is a a shirt that would speak to you <laughs> I put it in discord it's weird being the same age as old people yeah <laughs> you know, 37 is an age where you could, like, reasonably identify as either mid-30s or late-30s. Yeah, sure. It's kind of that, it's, it's still that in-between point. Because, like, yeah. like, if you cut it off into, like, you know, I'm still within two years, I'm closer to 35 than I am to 40, right? Mm-hmm. So that qualifies me still as mid-30s. Yes. But I've just started calling myself late 30s, whatever. You know, I don't it's, care.
1: I don't I can't I don't know if I've been in a situation where I've ever said that.
0: What? Like that like, oh, part I'm of in the my 30s, 30s you're in?
1: Yeah, or 20s or something like I've, ne- I've never I've never thought about it. That that's it's true, though. I don't know what I would say if some I guess. Yeah. Late 30s. I don't know. I would probably just say my age, except sometimes my, my my aunt that I hadn't seen in a really long time, because mm-hmm. I have a lot of family, yeah. and she asked me how old I was, and I was like 35, wait, 30, no, I'm 30, 36, I was, like, I was like, I couldn't think about how old I was.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm hyper aware of it all the time, but that's kind of funny, because that's kind of like the dad thing, right? Like, not remembering how old his kids are? Yeah, I felt really stupid, because I was like, yeah, I don't... Sorry, I don't remember how old I am. (laughs) You gotta, like, you gotta, you gotta lean into the full old thing and be like, man, I I don't even remember anymore. The years just come and go like the wind. For them,
1: it would be like, oh, I didn't, I because there a lot of them have strong feelings about technology and video games and all that kind of stuff. Sure. So it'd be like, oh yeah, I I just can't remember anything because I didn't put it in my digital calendar or something. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would that would get them going for yep. sure. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, do you want to take a sponsor break and then eliminate a video game and then finish talking about Pulse Man? In that, yeah, order. sure. Let's do it. Let's do all of those things in that order specifically. All right. Cue the music immediately. Um, (laughs) no pause in between. Come on, let's jam (laughs) final final week of elimination. Call of Duty. Wait, final week. The final week of the first round. Oh, Oh, okay. yes, yes. I think I said the final week of eliminations, which is not what I meant because we're going to be eliminating others in the second round. But this is the first week of like new games. Yeah, no,
1: no, no. I get it now. I get it now. I was, I was just making sure I, I hadn't, you know, missed like seven weeks or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we've got Call of Duty versus a literal slot machine. Oh, oh. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah i know it's it's kind of hard right i thought it was easy and
1: then i was like slot machines are kind of cool though.
0: <laughs> i mean okay so let's talk like let's talk differences and similarities both make both make obscene amounts of money by uh by basically tricking their users into continuing to invest more money into the exact same experience every single time. Hey, now, hey, now, that's not fair. That's slot true. Machines,
1: slot machines at least try to have different themes.
0: That's true. <laughs> I'm, I'm that glad we true. were both going the same way, because I'm sure that's what you were going to That's say. absolutely the direction I was going, yes. <laughs>
1: You know, okay, I have to say, one of my fondest video game playing memories with another person did happen in Modern Warfare 2, where it was this, uh, I can't think of what it was called, but it was a cooperative experience where you both teamed up and went through a mission together. And there's a whole bunch of unique missions that were designed around like that experience of doing it yeah. with other people. Mm-hmm. And man, those
0: were some extremely fun uh, uh, missions to play through. Except for the, I very think the Call of Duty of like 15, 20 years ago was a legitimately good franchise yeah i mean like around the, the time that, of like, modern Warfare. yeah yeah around the time of modern warfare and modern warfare 2 or i suppose i should say modern warfare 1 1 and modern <laughs> warfare 2 1 did since there is oh, now yeah yeah another modern warfare and another modern warfare 2 oh really yeah. I don't know.
1: I haven't played Call of Duty since the last one I purchased was blops. Uh like Cod Blops? Yeah, Cod Blops, some Blops. Two, I think. Or maybe one. I don't know. And I played it for five or six hours. Like, I don't I don't want to play this anymore, and I never bought another one.
0: I so I played Call of Duty two. Mm-hmm. Not Modern Warfare 2. Right, Call right. Call of, of Duty. Duty Two. Yeah,
1: back during the World War II craze where you could go Big to a store. red
0: one. Yeah, like ev- there
1: was like six or seven games that were all about World War Two at the time.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then I didn't get very far in it because I was like, whatever. <laughs> and then, honestly, that was before Call of Duty's heyday anyway. Yeah, it was for sure.
1: I mean, Modern Warfare, the f- Modern Warfare 1-1 is when Call of Duty really took off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, that entire military shooter genre with it. Yeah. Yeah, that,
1: that basically decided, hey, World War Two is old. Let's not, let's not, let's not do old stuff anymore. Let's do modern stuff. Right. And then that's kind of when it blew up.
0: So, oh, excuse me. Um, oh, wow,
1: Call of Duty really knocking it out of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. Um, and then, like, around the time that a lot of my in-laws got into Call of Duty, because, you know, they That's how big it was. Yes. Well, and also like they're at the level of like they're at the level of people where like they have a console and a couple of video games, but they're all like but they're the video games that are like it's a couple of shooters and a couple of licensed sports games. Okay, right. Right. You, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um so it's like they played a bunch of Call of Duty and then I ended up getting uh, I ended up getting Modern Warfare 3 as a Christmas gift that was a not-so-thinly-veiled, hey, we want you to play this with us. Oh. And so I played it a little bit and had, honestly, an okay time. Sure. For, I don't know, a few sessions. Like, it wasn't something that I played a lot of, but, like, there was probably a month there where I'd pick it up a couple of times a week. I mean, listen, I I imagine
1: the Call of Duty games are probably still a blast. I just don't really play first-person shooters at all anymore.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the same thing for me. Like, I I just don't... It's not that I even necessarily think that they are bad. It's that I just don't care. Yeah, I'm
1: just not... When I see a first-person shooter, I don't really want to play it. Because I don't really play that many... Because uh, for me, first person shooters was about the online multiplayer experience. The single player story was fun and I would ha- enjoy going through them. And I had fun going through both Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2's single player campaign on whatever the hardest difficulty is called. I don't remember anymore. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't remember either. Like, I, I had a good time doing that. And uh, I just don't really care that much. The last first person shooter I played, gosh, what was it? That was a, like a first-person shooter. It might have been Doom 2016, and I didn't even finish it. And I loved, and I liked that game a lot. I just didn't finish it for some reason.
0: You know, I did finish Doom 2016, and forgot that Eternal existed, even though mm-hmm. I own it. Oh, you own Eternal. <laughs> Jesse <laughs> found it on sale at Target for five bucks. So yeah. Jesse's got to stop. She doesn't. She has to stop. Half the games. Th- Half the games that I own are because she found it on, like, a insanely deep <laughs> sale, and she was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. It, like, she found Metal Gear Solid Revenge, or Metal Gear Rising Revengeance mm-hmm. at a garage sale for, like, literally $5 about three months after it came out. Excellent. I
1: mean, to be fair, that's that's probably the price they would (laughs) have that's what they would have gotten if they took it to
0: GameStop, right (laughs) no it's like she doesn't really do garage sailing very much anymore Mm -hmm. um i mean i don't know maybe she would i'm not really into it so she doesn't really go with me um but you know covid kind of killed it too
1: Oh, yeah. You know what COVID killed that makes me that I've said this before, but what makes me the most sad about COVID aside from, you know, all the people that died is that buffets have stopped in so many places. I miss a buffet. I really. Yeah. Yeah. It's been hard on that. I, I Google buffet near me. And it's like this restaurant has a buffet. And then you look for it and you call them. And they're like, no, we don't. We don't do that. The anymore. buffet
0: like, is closed. The buffet forever. is over.
1: like forever because it was a bad deal. Yeah, I know it was a bad deal. That's why I liked it. It was a good deal for me.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the worst thing that COVID did to anyone. I feel like I feel like there there is.
1: Someone that listens to this at some point that thinks I'm being serious.
0: (laughs) I mean, we're there's some distance now. I mean, people were joking about it, you know, nonstop while it was happening. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, yeah. in some circles. Oh, but I mean, like, you know, even making light of it is as in like, oh, yeah, so and so's got the Rona, the Rona. Yeah, and it's like it, it's just like even if they're not making an outward joke about it, just kind of making light of it like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of been a thing. So that's true, obviously, that's true. you know, disclaimer, an extreme loss of life and shutting down most of our lives for the better part of like two and a half years is the worst thing about COVID-19. <laughs> but, you know, we can also talk about like the, the first world problems. Loss of buffets. Loss of buffets. <laughs> anyway, uh, getting us back to Call of yeah. Duty, I played Modern Warfare three a bit. I don't really care, but at the same time, I feel like if we got rid of slot machines, we would save the lives of lots of people. I was going to say, I feel like getting removing slot machines is just one. Is
1: it, it only helps remove the ease of which gambling can take place because. It's one type of you may be addicted to gambling but maybe uh-huh. if you had to like play cards you'd be like oh that's too
0: much work. <laughs>
1: yeah, maybe I don't want to gamble anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't know. Don't know. And you could still At gamble. this point they're both gambling so like which type of gambling would we Do, uh, prefer to keep around? I mean not everybody does loot boxes though. Not everybody does slot machines. True true
1: true but in terms of the in terms of the the gambling that it affects I would I feel like if we're going to do a like a one-to-one comparison of what has ruined more lives, I'm going to get slot machines as much higher.
0: Almost definitely.
1: Also, do they still do loot boxes in Call of Duty? Is that a thing? I think they do battle passes now. Well, oh, that's not gambling. That's just buying like if, if the casino had a a, a like a, a
0: pass. That's true. That's true. Like it's like You walk into the casino and it's like, okay, so you can you can cash out your you can cash out like however much in chips or (laughs) you can drop like a hundred bucks right now and we'll give you like ten dollars a day in house money every day.
1: Yeah. Mm hmm. And you'll forget that you you'll, you'll forget that you purchased it before we give you the full
0: right <laughs> on yeah your back before you come before you come in ten days to actually like benefit from it like we'll just make that money back because you'll forget about it.
1: Also, if you miss a day, you miss out on the content. Yes, <laughs> you, exactly. You you miss out on your ten bucks. You
0: have to come <laughs> in every day. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good deal. Let's do it. All right. I guess we got to kill slot machines. Yeah. Wait. Question do like gotcha machines still exist or is is it like the mechanism of slot machines, like the idea behind them or is it specifically only slot machines?
0: I'm going to say, because it's going to just to keep this question focused. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. Just slot machines. Okay,
1: perfect. We'll keep call of duty. I think.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. (laughs) So that sets up round two. We've got home alone versus Joe and Mac. We've got Fortnite versus Bubsy. We've got ET versus Dai Katana. And we've got darts versus Call of Duty. <laughs> Will Call of Duty take out another real life? Another real life game. <laughs> real life I mean, Daikatana <laughs> already killed pool. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love that our uh, our genie just ran out of video game ideas. So like three of the last six games on the list are pool, darts, and slot machines. <laughs> Can the genie... So, being a genie, theoretically,
1: the genie could just change the games if they wanted to at any point.
0: That's true. Realistically, <laughs> like real real realistically is the perfect word for that. I didn't I didn't rub a lamp. I don't have any control over it. I don't know how this even works.
1: <laughs> you magically get something in your in your computer
0: that gives you stuff to read off. So, yep. I don't know.
1: Whatever. And then I
0: do that on another like also into my computer but then you hear it from like 600 miles away yeah and then i save that and then i send it out to people to listen to like thousands of miles away holy shit is pulse man behind this <laughs> <laughs> would you like is this to refresh our memories on the the plot Of Pulseman, because you gave a really good synopsis during
1: stream. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, essentially, essentially, there's this super smart scientist. Uh I believe it was Doc Yoshiyama. Great. Uh, He he was like, I can create AI. I'm going to do this thing because I'm a biologist and an engineer and all this stuff. So he makes AI. He makes this AI woman. He falls in love with the woman. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, man, I really want to have sex with this AI. So he transforms his body into code, goes into the computer, does the deed, they have a baby pulse man mm-hmm. while in the computer he gets corrupted by a computer and becomes evil doc mm. yoshiyama okay uh, then now is now, now is doc Waruyama, i believe or something like that i don't know how does how do you do, the ru is hard for me though waru yama watery oh, yeah there you go oh,
0: okay so yeah just bad yeah it's yeah. the same it's the same thing that they did with War- uh, mario and wario Yes, correct. Wario being, the, Wario being the the pun on Waterly, which is just like bad or terrible. Yes, exactly. Okay, um,
1: got it. And, and he forms the Galaxy Gang and starts doing cyber criminal crimes in the real world. Uh-huh. Because he can go back and forth. And so now you, Pulse Man, with the help of your mother, have to kill him. Because cyber terrorism is bad.
0: Cyber and, terrorism
1: is bad. I mean, they call it cyber terrorism, but they also murdered like a whole news studio of people. So it's not just like computer terror it's like real it's just terrorism <laughs> it's
0: yeah just murder it like listen if you use a computer to blow up a building that's <laughs> real terrorism yeah that's not just not that cyber terrorism isn't real but i mean it's like it's it's you're killing people also C- cyber terrorism is like raiding someone's bank account <laughs> right that's what i think of yes, or like not, or like erasing like sensitive documents
1: not taking code and pumping it into the real world to murder
0: people. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> that is just beyond. like, that's IRL terrorism <laughs> taking place via cyber means. Also,
1: all this is taking place in the far flung future of, I want to say like 2014 or something like that.
0: I thought it said 1999 at the beginning.
1: No way, it was that that early. I think that that's when, I think that's when, I think 1999. Maybe that's
0: when Pulseman was conceived. I believe
1: that's when Pulseman is, is is yes, he is uh, created through the, the the beautiful love connection between a doctor and his AI. I want to say that's correct. I, I think, I don't, maybe it's like 2009, I don't know. I don't think that it's supposed to be taking place in 1999, because the game came out in like 94 or 5. 95, yeah. Or ninety four in Japan. Yeah, yeah, and then, then they then they put it on the Sega Channel in ninety five after change. I bet you, I don't know this, but I imagine the Sega Channel version doesn't have any of the text translated. Probably. So the story would have been lost on anyone watching it, <laughs> for the most part in in the U.S.
0: Yeah. Well. No, cuz like the voiceover is in English. The voiceover is in English, but you
1: don't you kind of miss out on the whole that your your dad's the the person you're killing is your dad that oh, created yeah, you I by guess. having sex with computer AI mom.
0: Yeah. I feel like three different movies have happened based on that concept. <laughs> yeah, probably probably even more. Like like specifically the like oh hey, I have a robot waifu or an AI <laughs> that is you know, I, there's a there's an AI that I fell in love with because they're showing, like, they're becoming human. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What was the name of the... Her? Uh, yeah, I think it was Her, where the dude fell in love with, like, his operating system.
0: Yeah, that, that's, what that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Yeah, literally them, just Game Freak. a bunch of this.
1: You know what I didn't realize is that I didn't know Game Freak had partnered with nintendo on the the yoshi uh, puzzle game that's also on the switch online service
0: oh i didn't know that either that game sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah well game freak. <laughs> this is in think, fact like it's like their sixth or seventh game that they yeah made. this is not their first game at all because was another is game their that- last game before pokemon red and blue
1: Yeah, what's interesting is that, so they were working on Pokemon Red and Blue since 1990, because I guess the idea was pitched to Nintendo back Mm. then, and Nintendo of Japan said, this is a dumb idea, we don't really like it that much, but Shigeru Miyamoto was like, I think there's promise here, let's make it a video game, which is also why the original Pokemon has such awful programming, and like, there's so many weird shit that happened, is because it was in development for six years, Uh with some of the original code still being in a thread of the design, which was why there was such problems with, like, (laughs) Like like missing number missing no and all the, the yeah, weird yeah, glitches yeah, yeah. and stuff in the game is because of how it took to create it. It's yeah, it's cool.
0: interesting. Like and fun too because like a lot of the a lot of the stuff that's wrong with Pokemon Red and Blue is just like legendary now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean Mew was just a joke. It was a joke at first, but then
1: the 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 is it was it the president behind it? I think so. I think it was uh. One of the, found, you know, Satoshi, um, what's his Satoshi something, Sajidi, I want to say? I don't know.
0: I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, Satoshi's Tajidi. Uh,
1: and he, 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 I believe it was him, um, what wanted to leave it in there as, like, sort of a thread that car- people could find as, like, a hidden mechanic, like, musing the game. And yeah. then it would create, like, sort of that, that, you know, that, that, that school bus sort of lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I mean. Which and- it did. It did, yeah. And, and I guess Nintendo didn't even know it was in the game. Like, they didn't know that there was a, a 151st Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> I love first. that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's kind I love cool. it when they
0: just sneak it in. You know what is my favorite version of this? <laughs> What's that? Um, the Spider-Man 2 swinging mechanic. Oh, what do you mean? This, in Spider-Man 2 like the the good one for like PS2 the one that people like the <laughs> yeah. one that po- the one that popularized the idea that like holy shit I don't care anything about this game except the web swinging is so I just much want to fun. swing yeah um yeah so the guy who put the web swinging in the game pitched it to his producers and the and the the people as they were making the game and they shut it down they were like don't do it like take it out it's too much it's too much work really yeah so dude like snuck into the office after hours to sneak it into the code in the final build to put it back in the game while no one was paying attention and they sent it off that way With the web swing, he was like he was trying to convince him, like, listen, listen, I got it figured out. It'll work. It's gonna be great. And they were like, No, 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 it's too much. It's too much work. This is just a shitty licensed game. Don't worry about it. (laughs) So he literally (laughs) snuck into the office and snuck it into the code. Like, screw you guys, this shit's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, like into the build that they sent off for approval. And literally got it into the game under everyone's noses. And it became like the singular thing about that game that anyone cares about. That's so cool.
1: I love stories like that. Yeah, where someone was passionate and was like, no, this is a good idea.
0: I'm doing it. Yeah. Like. Beautiful. Consequences be damned. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I love that Mew basically is that. (laughs) <laughs> it's not quite as grassroots a thing because it was just like they kind of snuck it past Nintendo, but it was with the approval of like all the the bigwigs at Game Freak. Whereas yeah, I mean, like w- with the Spider Man thing, it was just one guy who was like, "They don't know what they're talking about. This is gonna work." <laughs> That's so awesome.
1: <laughs> so, how do you feel about playing Pulse Man? What was your What was your What was your overall takeaway? I feel pretty good. You know, I um, liked, I, I genuinely I had a ha- good time. I pl- I started up thinking I wasn't going to care, or I wasn't going. I was going to either save state or rewind time my way through it because, like, whatever. And I ended up just playing it, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm having fun. Yeah, this is cool. It's not overly difficult. It's, there's some weird kind of janky stuff that happens towards the end of the game that makes it less, uh, like one the first time through friendly, so to speak. Right? Yeah, like you're probably, yeah, yeah, You would you would probably have died and have to start over from the beginning of the game. I lost if,
0: more than half my lives in my in my first... Well, I ended up saving state on my last continue so that I wouldn't have to start over. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't have had to do that if not for one particular boss fight that like <laughs> takes away half of your mechanics and forces you to learn a new one. Yeah, which is basically just deflect the missile four times and then you're done. But with a specific attack and not anything else. Correct,
1: yep. Yep, because otherwise you just, you destroy it with your...
0: And s- with your kick. Yeah, your
1: super iframe kick, that looks cool. <laughs> the guy it does look useless.
0: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the the attack that the entire stage has taught you is useless because you're supposed to have, like, a little electrical arc, but you're underwater, so it's neutralized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, use that one. The one that the, one that the entire stage has told you is useless. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, because what does water? Water destroys Pulse Man or something.
0: Yeah, but then it turns out that he.
1: Yeah, you get the voiceover
0: like water will destroy Pulse Man, And then it's like, oh, it just, you know, he can't hold a charge in it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. OK. And he moves
1: slightly slower. <laughs> it does make it so you can't do the cool zipline effect. Like there there's some fun. The so the bo- game tecker? yeah the Voltechcker it's honestly the game is pretty dang cool the game is very Sega it's so sega and it's it we were when when so when you were playing it and people in your chat were talking about how this could they could have been like this could have been treasure
0: yeah like a treasure mm-hmm. game and I could not agree more with that because it reminded me of playing alien soldier in a lot of ways yeah yeah which is a high compliment yeah
1: it, it, it's 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 pulseman's one of those games that if it released a sequel or had some uh refinement to the mechanics it would be a spe- i think it would be a pretty spectacular 2d just kind of you know platforming game yeah because there could be some things that would tighten it up or make it a little more enjoyable to play or maybe have an extra button for stuff that, that would that would uh that, that i don't know it, it would put the game not just as some obscure thing oh hey the people from pokemon made this yeah 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 it could have been a really great game but of course if they if they made pulse made two they may not have made pokemon then I mean, obviously, the world's a different place because Pokemon
0: exists. Right, right, right. I think that... Um, I think generally that the... I went into this expecting it to be like, hey, that's cool. Let's just see this obscure little game that Game Freak made before Pokemon. Correct. That's what I and, thought it was. Yeah. I went in with the same mindset and came out of it actually impressed and thinking like, you know, what if? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think for a Sega Genesis game... It felt it was one of those. This is one of those kind of in line with Alien Soldier again coming out way late in the Sega mm-hmm. Genesis life, and you're like, yeah, I can feel that on the Sega channel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can, I can feel that it was a, a a game that had benefited from years of um, like like knowing the ins and outs of the Genesis, even if yeah. Game Freak themselves hadn't done that much with the Genesis. I don't think I could be wrong.
0: Uh, Maybe this is the their games. second Mega Drive game after okay, okay. Magical Taruru Tokun, Taruru Tokun. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a puzzle game <laughs> It is a licensed Oh Something It's a uh, Oh apparently this is a Shonen Jump game Oh cool I mean, so
1: it's interesting that Game Freak, because well, it was shown in Jump. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird that show like this Game Freak company made some stuff for Nintendo. Like they made two games for Nintendo and then Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's sort of weird because you don't think about Nintendo just partnering with random people. Yeah, and it's not like they had a huge established like library of games that they made.
0: Hmm. But post- I, me, I'm trying to look it up and can literally not. I literally can't find out what kind of game this is. But I'm going to guess, I'm going to guess being that it's a being that it's a, a licensed uh Shonen Jump series, it probably is ju- Wait a second. Well, no, give look, me a second. Probably, it's
1: probably some action-y game. Okay, what? Give me why? one second. Yes. Ooh, this is exciting? Are we looking up games that are on the shelf? I think that's what's happening right now. I found a long play. But let's see what this looks like.
0: Oh my god, what? What? Holy Hold shit, on. I knew that looked familiar. Do you own it? I don't own this one, but I own an earlier uh, Magic Tadoduto-kun game for Famicom made by Bandai. Oh. I- I and at- the thing is, when I say I own it, I mean I bought it last week. Oh my god, is one of the random games you picked up? Yes! What the f- Dude. That's weird. It's really weird. I'm holding it in my hand right now. It's in, like, shockingly good condition. Yeah, so it looks like it's a platforming game. Uh, I sent you a video with a
1: link to a particular timestamp that I happened to jump to of, um, I guess, the main character beating up a bully or something with soccer balls. Excellent. <laughs> this kind of looks like a cool game. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Later on, she's getting chased by a helicopter shooting at her with machine guns.
0: I'm down what yeah we should probably play this I'm 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 interested in this I don't I'm not what the okay yeah yep good
1: good I won't tell you what the other thing is
0: good good perfect (laughs) well cool thanks thanks game freak yeah that was so that was, was that was a that was a trip
1: it's 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 sort of fun to play this game after Pokemon being so popular because the music in it, there's there's threads of the 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 some of the various Pokemon music that you know really well inside of this game, and so
0: you'll hear like a a, a riff and you're like oh hey that's yep. the Pokemon that's that battle gym's sound or none whatever of it them is. are more one to one than that opening that opening stage. It's yeah. just like oh this. is is just the pokemon gym battle <laughs> like it's it's the same theme
1: yeah it's great it's really it's really great to, to see it backwards knowing what it became later
0: yep yeah that's really that's really fun and the whole vault tackle
1: or that's isn't that what we call it yeah and the pikachu's vault tackle
0: yep yeah
1: yeah so like having was that like technically
0: be- it was like technically a uh a reference to pulseman doing volt tackle volt techer
1: yeah that, and that's that is what it, that is the japanese name of volt tackle i believe yeah
0: so and, that's cool and maybe like the reason why they made pikachu sort of like the flagship character it does is feel that way as reference to pulseman yeah it definitely it definitely feels something like
1: that right cuz it was their that was their last game well and it's it's cool because game freak was really struggling for many years while they were trying to get pokemon created mm-hmm. so you know pulse man was probably one of those hey let's get this so we still have something going blah blah, blah. yeah 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 uh so it's it's probably a feel-good moment for them that hey this is our experience because a lot of people I, I guess pokemon was not expected to do very well in japan mm-hmm. even after it came out but then it kept doing all right and then they brought it to america and at by that point it exploded yeah um so it's, it's, it's cool. I, I would, that's why I was saying I would like to see something. It would be, it would be fun if Game Freak made other stuff than Pokemon occasionally. Cause it seems like they have some, like they have that kind of thread of doing more than just Pokemon inside. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else they've done. Cause I did, they had that little town hero. Um, I feel like they had a few other games in there that I, I, I remember there being like a, was it Harmony Night? Oh, it, was I a don't 3D- know. it was a 3ds game. I don't know. I and then Drill Dozer came out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'd be, it'd be nice Drill to Dozer right see- here is very good. It, yeah, it'd be nice to see Game Freak do some other stuff. They yeah. I feel like we'll get Drill Dozer on the Game Boy Advance.
0: We c- we have
1: to right at some point. Yeah, that would be awesome because I've never played it and I really want
0: to. Yeah, same and same.
1: That would be rad as hell. I, I remember ever,
0: reading EGM and flipping through and seeing that Drill Dozer got, like, 9.5s, and they're like, oh my god, this game is incredible. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know
1: why... I don't know, I just didn't ever... I didn't ever buy it. Uh-huh. Speaking I don't, of
0: which... Yeah. Uh, do you know something about... Um, do you know, did, have you looked into, like, the history of Game Freak at all? Because I've got it in front of me, and Not this that is, much. Did you know that in the 1980s game freak was originally a self-published video game magazine called game freak called game freak <laughs> created by Satoshi Tajiri and Ken Sugimori okay yeah there you go they also published the- their first they published their first <laughs> issue in 1983 and like continued to do that until 1989 when they started a video game development company under the same name that's so cool. That's Which awesome. Which explains a lot because Game Freak makes a lot more sense as a magazine title than a game development company title. Yes. Yeah, it's a great. It's a.
1: It's and it makes sense
0: for an '80s arcade magazine, especially. Oh, for in sure.
1: In Japan, yes. <laughs> named Game Freak.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, you'd love to see it. You really
1: do. That's well. That's why I, I felt when we you know because when we talked about uh, uh, Sword and Shield and Scarlet and Violet, it's kind of like this yeah feeling like it doesn't have it feels like they they they're almost being pigeonholed into Pokemon forever. Oh yeah. Well, and, if you
0: look at their list of games, it's like you know Mendel Palace, Smart Ball, Yoshi, Magical Tarutu-kun, Mario, Wario, Pulse Man, and then it's like Pokemon. Not Pokemon, not Pokemon, Pokemon, not Pokemon, 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 (laughs) Drill Dozer, Pokemon, 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 Pocono, Pokemon, (laughs) Harmonite. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, it's... And then Tembo, the badass elephant. What the hell's Tembo? I remember seeing this as, like, it's... It's actually it's called Rambo Tembo the Badass Elephant. That is the full name of the game. <laughs> okay. I had no idea. I remember seeing this and had no idea that it was Game Freak, because <laughs> it just it just is. It looks like an indie game.
1: Yeah. I wonder if there's any good. Steam's gives it three and a half out of five. Yeah. Or
0: out of ten.
1: No, out of five. Okay. It's weird to see Game Freak on a Steam page to me.
0: Yeah. Like, as the developer. Well, it's also weird to see, like, developer Game Freak, publisher Pump- Sega, yeah, I was about director, to say director James Turner. <laughs> what? That yeah, is I really remember weird. seeing when this came out, and I was like, ha funny elephant. I had no idea that, like, either Game Freak or Sega were anywhere within a mile of this.
1: That's really, yeah, I didn't know Sega was a part of it for sure. Or Game Freak, for that matter. I don't don't know who James Turner is.
0: I neither do I, and he doesn't have a Wikipedia page that I can click on, but. (laughs) That's so weird. So, yeah, I don't know. That's cool. But, yeah, like, to your point. What I'm getting at here is like, yeah, Game Freak has basically just been Pokemon, and then they'll get a passion project out every five years or so. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo lets them like, all right, you can you, can, do something you else. can You can get out of the cage and get some air for like six months. <laughs> as long as some of you stay in the cage and work on Pokemon DLC. I think you mean back into the Pokeball. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs>